Hello there. It's another day, and I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, <laughs> State of the <laughs> Union. I'm, I'm laughing like Kamala. <laughs> that's about all you can do after you last know, night. It was, like, it's, it was like Chinese water torture, torture last night. Um, I knew that I had to sit through it because I knew we were going to talk about it. I called my wife in the beginning of the, uh, the speech, and I said, I can't do this. I cannot sit here and watch this guy because he started right off just, he just started out being Joe, and it was, it was depressing. And he didn't change. You know, he got all of the applause. They said he got 100 interruptions by the Democrats because, you know, that was their job last night. Their job, if Joe had said, I parked in a no-parking zone, they would have Yay! jumped up. <laughs> exactly. They would have marvelous, oh, magnificent. That was their job. Everything that he pointed out last night had to be made to look like it was for the benefit of the world. And uh, and I, I, I applaud the Democrats for doing that. They did it. Conversely, the Republicans did their job for the first time in a long time they did their job last night, too, and they didn't allow him to get away with some of the lies that he threw out. You know, he got cocky as the evening went. Did you notice that when you watched him? Yeah, he really did. You know, he drew first blood. They were trying, the Republicans were trying to be respectful and not hackle them or do anything. And you could see McCarthy, and I was impressed. McCarthy just sat back there and looked like, this clown is lying. He's putting me to sleep. Uh, this is the most boring thing I've ever heard. And he, he was trying to fight from rolling his <laughs> eyes to the back of his skull. Oh, he was he was working so hard. McCarthy, I, I actually was proud of him. Someone said, yeah. I heard this, someone this morning said, he should have ripped up the speech like Pelosi did to Trump. And he had said before he went in, he was asked about that, he says, we're not going to do uh, immature theatrics like that when I'm up on that podium, uh, you know, and I and and I happen to believe that there's a, there is a dignity to being the Speaker of the House. There's a decorum that you're supposed to have when you're up there. I think Pelosi was the one who stepped out of bounds, and if uh, McCarthy had gone up there and done that, he would have looked as bad as she was when she did what she did. So I do think he did the right thing. I heard someone on the talk show this morning say, hey, he should have ripped it up too and shown the uh, Democrats that there's a uh, toucan tango. You know, no, 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 no. He did the right thing. And I thought his facial expressions, like you said, were, uh, were just per perfect. He looked like he smelled something bad. He looked like he smelled something bad when he was sitting up there. Like he was, what was it that uh, the, I think the one of the, one of the uh, Soviet speakers of the United Nations. No, no, I'm sorry. It was a Middle Eastern speaker of the United Nations. After, I think, Bush had, sp had, sp had spoken, he went up to the podium. No, it was the guy who was the late leader of Venezuela, Chavez, I right. believe. Yeah, he, he got up on the podium and he said that he smelled sulfur. I smell sulfur, meaning, meaning the devil had just spoken. He was up there and the audience laughed. You know, he, he and uh, I've got a feeling that McCarthy uh, was smelling the same thing uh, last night, but it wasn't uh, just for a joke. He probably was really smelling it. I think Joe was lying from the time he opened his mouth last night until the time he said good night because he said nothing that was true. He talked about all the things he had done. You know, he talked about the border. Did you hear him mention? Mm -hmm. He mentioned fentanyl. He mentioned he he's had, the reason for fentanyl. Yeah, exactly. Someone in the Republican side said, "It's because of you." Yeah, it might have been Marjorie. It might have been. She had, she was on a roll last night. She had a lot of courage, that lady, and and I was I was proud of her. But uh, I have, he was speaking about uh, about something. Oh, I know what it was: Social Security, and how the well, that now he that that. I'm going to say this. There was a memo out because the, the news media seemed to know about it beforehand. Well, they, you know, they, they, I think they, they were a, rumbling about Social Security and how, how he was going to handle it. They get a draft, I think, before, the, before he says mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Republicans didn't get it because they knew they were going to do a setup, and they were all ready to pounce on it, and he baited and switched them 
Now, Joe, he likes, you know, well, Popcorn likes to fight. I'd like to get Popcorn in an alley and knock the hell out of him because <laughs> he's such a blind you know, the piece thing of is, crap. So, I, don't think, I don't think that he, uh, I, I politely disagree. I don't think that the Republicans were set up. I think the Republicans handled him perfectly last night when he started talking about the Social Security. I think when he mm-hmm. said, when he said uh, somebody on the Republican side has proposed uh, eliminating Social Security, and they just hammered him. But see, that's where his setup is. What I'm trying to say is they've never proposed that. It's never been no, I, on the table to take it away. No, you're absolutely correct. They said one guy. One guy, Senator Rick Scott, had proposed that in 20 years we should review Social Security and start considering privatizing. That was the proposal that uh, Biden was talking about. 20 years. And and privatizing, you know, look, uh, it's insured right now. You know, you go down for a disability, it's an insurance policy. Right. Uh, You work for a company... And you have a private, uh, you have a, a private benefit. That's an insurance policy. That's privatized. But twenty years from now, what we're trying to do is get past today. You know where the Democrats have spent us into the hole. But they would like to say, "Oh no, 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 no! It's the Republicans that did it." You know, they they poop on the carpet and then they say, "Bad human, bad human." You know. <laughs> Well, all I can tell you is last night, Marjorie Taylor Greene was having none of it. When he started to talk about, uh, when he started to lie about the Social Security situation, Mm -hmm. she was quite vocal. Listen carefully. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks, the idea is that we're not going to be we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond. Folks. See, Jumpin' Joe was mm. on a roll just before he got to that point. If you had watched it last night, you would have said, boy, you know, everyone's applauding him and he's being welcomed and the Republicans haven't stormed the stage, the podium. Um, but then, like, like so many times, when Joe gets gets going, he gets ahead of himself. And then when he started to talk about, he couldn't help himself from going after the Republicans. See, that's an old trick, Bill. They've been talking mm-hmm. about, the Democrats have been threatening that the Republicans, Republicans are going to take away your Social Security for 50 years. For 50 years. You know, years. If, you look up, if you look up Joe Biden, he's the one that put Social Security as a Democrat, as a senator, on the table saying, you got to look at it. Joe said that. Well, you're not supposed to read that far back. You see, you you did something called, and most reporters today don't do this because I think they eliminated the course in college. It's called research, and they don't do that. Now, see, you you do that. You you go back and you see, okay, Joe Biden was, uh, uh, he proposed this and he proposed that. Last night, if you watch the end of the uh, the State of the Union, even mm-hmm. on Fox, even on Fox, there were sycophants out there in the media who were talking about, oh, what a wonderful job, and what a great job. And, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm sitting here, and I watched the entire thing from beginning to end, and all I heard was lie after lie after lie. And I heard the 
compulsory, you know, applause from the Democrats. But I didn't hear anything that was the truth. I mean, he didn't talk about the border being secured. He talked about no, fentanyl. Uh, I mean, the guy, the guy was unbelievable. You know, I should point out that yesterday, I think it was you, you suggested that uh, President Trump should do a State of the Union, a response. He should do a State of the Union. And I got a feeling that somebody must have been listening to our program yesterday. We had a lot of hits yesterday, by the way. A lot of people were yeah, listening to our program. Yeah, it's through the roof yesterday, and it's through the roof today, Yeah, ironically. I know. And the thing is, uh, he did a response. We got a response mm-hmm. from President Trump. And uh, it's only two minutes long. But he says more in two minutes, Bill, than Biden did in an hour and 17 minutes. Listen. Here's the real State of the Union. Over the past two years under Biden, millions and millions of illegal aliens from 160 different countries have stormed across our southern border. Drug cartels are now raking in billions of dollars from smuggling poison to kill our people and to kill our children. Savage killers, rapists, and violent criminals are being released from jail to continue their crime wave. And under Biden, the murder rate has reached the highest in the history of our country. Biden and the radical Democrats have wasted trillions of dollars and caused the worst inflation in half a century. Real wages are down 21 months in a row. Gas prices have soared and are now going up much higher than even before. And the typical American family is paying $2,200 in increased energy and food costs each year. Joe Biden's weaponized Justice Department, and I'm a victim of it, is persecuting his political opponents. His administration is waging war on free speech. They're trying to indoctrinate and mutilate our children. He's leading us to the brink of World War III. And on top of all of that, he's the most corrupt president in American history, and it's not even close. But the good news is we are going to reverse every single crisis, calamity, and disaster that Joe Biden has created. I am running for president to end the destruction of our country and to complete the unfinished business of making America great again. We will make our country better than ever before, and we will always put America first. Thank you. That was perfect. <laughs> I agree. I agree. That was perfect. Yeah, well, See, you know said what? By a real president. time, yep. he said everything yep. that Joe didn't say. Now, Joe is taking credit for a lot of stuff. But you got to look at Joe. You know, Joe, when he came in and said, well, we're going to build back better, he had to tear down the fact that wages were high. The economy was booming. Everything was doing well. All the cylinders were hitting. We were in energy independent. We were starting to manufacture here again. Now, along comes Joe and the Democrats, and they introduced this thing called Oh, you got a lockdown. You got COVID. Uh. Yeah. And they went ahead and they killed everything. And then, you know, inflation kicked in, you know, and we went into, you know, what the economic disaster. Yeah. And now he's sitting there touting, oh, I've, I've created new jobs. No, Joe, you didn't create new jobs. What happened was the old jobs are opening back up. That's the right. Numbers and actually... We, we actually lost jobs compared to what you are claiming something that you did. One of uh, the things he said, Bill, uh, he said, oh, we started more new businesses. There were more startup businesses. And I thought, yeah, because the people who started up the businesses had lost their jobs and they had to do something. A lot of these people figured, well, okay, if I don't have a job from you know my former employer and I can't find a job, then I'll start and create my own work. And what is he doing to help those new businesses? Not a damn thing. Do you know that 90-some-odd percent of new businesses fail in the first couple of years? Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy thing to start up a business at all. No, we've killed this economy. And he's given away, look, we were energy independent. Mm -hmm. Well, that's gone the way of the Pagani, although he goes, Gas prices are coming down. Well, you shot them up, and they're not coming down. They're yeah. going back up again. 
You know, so you, you've got that going on. We manufactured things here, but, you know, the Democrats and Joe, while he was a senator and vice president, pushed those jobs away overseas. And now he's sitting there touting, you know, we need to be buy American. When Trump was going, yeah. buy American, it's made in America. Well, he was a xenophobe and everything else that you could call him. Now it's the thing. Joe suffers from a thing in the military that they call uh, Spotlight Ranger. A Spotlight Ranger is a guy that comes in and he deliberately sabotages yeah. and breaks something. So they go, well, this is broken, but I'll fix it. And he fixes it back to what it was so he can take credit for it. Yeah, he He's a that. Spotlight Ranger. He's got kleptomia. He is uh, he's disingenuous. He's got hero syndrome. <laughs> he can go on and on. Yep. Uh, what this guy is, he's an idiot, is what he is. What's interesting is that uh, um, I I couldn't help but watch Trump and think, you should be the president now. You should win in twenty twenty four because all of the polls have you leading by a large amount. But then I think. The damn system is corrupt. It is it is illegitimate. And you know what they're going to do when push comes to shove? I mean, if you remember just before the 2020 election, just before the voting started, Biden was still in his basement. I mean, people were pointing out, oh, so we're only a week away from the election and Biden still hasn't left his, uh, his basement in Delaware. Well, hey, he won. How does somebody who doesn't campaign, who stays hidden in his basement, win? They win because the election is fraudulent. And I'm afraid mm. 2024 is going to be a repeat unless, and I'm hoping that if somebody out there in Trump land listens to our podcast, please suggest to the president that his people do something to try to fix the system. Don't well, just assume you, it'll be fair. I'll tell you right now, what the Democrats are doing, they don't have anybody to run. They're worried about 2024. Joe used Kamala as an insurance policy. They know that she does. She couldn't beat this coffee cup if it ran yeah. for president. <laughs> I know. That's just the way it is. That's true. So they're stuck with her. And if if something happened to Joe, they got Kamala, and they know they're going to lose. Right. So they got to build this guy up, sell those lies, and get him in. Then they can worry about putting somebody in place to replace Joe, because you know he's not going to make another four years, let alone can he make the two years to get to it. But that's what their hope is, is that they can get to that point, maybe regain the House, hold the Senate, and still the presidency one more time, and then they'll lock down that government to where no Republican will take place again. We got to get somebody in there that can fix things, but you can't do it in four years. Trump the, is great. And the... I think he would be a good first choice to be in there for four. Then he's got to have somebody that can pick up, you know, the baton and carry it from there for another four years. Otherwise, well, I, I think they got it. I, I do think they have uh, in, on the Republican side. They have heck. Uh, when you hear, I'm going to play in a few minutes uh, a little bit of the response from Sarah uh, Huckabee Sanders. She was mm -hmm. fabulous last night, and most people uh, uh, gave her a great uh, kudos, uh, positive comments. She was amazing. And uh, I have uh, a bit of her speech coming up. But So they got someone like uh, Sarah Sanders who could be president. They talk about uh, Ron DeSantis who would be a, a strong president. I mean, the Republicans have uh, a dugout filled with uh, potential presidential candidates. The Democrats, they're talking about Gavin Newsom. This is the guy who has li literally single-handedly destroyed your home state. He has gone in and taken a state that is, uh, uh, that is a gem. I mean, California is a beautiful, uh, rich state, and uh, I, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how the Democrats did it, but they have... They have destroyed it. You go to Los Angeles, it's uh, filled with homelessness and drug addicts. It's not a place you want to be around. That's well, what, look at, look, look at that's the Grammys. That's, and... that's the one person, Bill, they're trying to, to, to tout as a, a candidate. And they kind of realize that he won't do it because if they start to look at his record, now they're saying Joe Manchin from West Virginia might be an answer. And in all honesty, Joe Manchin is that, quote, moderate Democrat. 
he mm-hmm. he might be more attractive down the road for the Democrats than uh, any other choice. But even he can't be counted on to be a, a, an honest, uh, you know, an honest senator. He's done some shady things too. Just when you well, thought he's he's the Democratic Lindsey Graham. He's, yeah, exactly. He's going to have to take on some Democrats, and he's got to realize his state is actually a conservative state. You know, and um, you know, if he wants to be the mansion in the White House, you know, yeah, he's going to have to really slide into that moderate thing and be a little bit have a little hinge of red to him, so he's kind of purple, yeah. you know. And he might be able to pull something off. I know the guy; I've talked to him before. Um, you know, he just he wants to get. Can't we just get along? Yeah, that's all he is. Well. He wants to he I, this talk that he's considering being the mansion in the mansion. <laughs> I had to throw it out. The mansion <laughs> in the man, <laughs> uh, the disc jockey may just. Um, did you see some of the pins? Did I mention this? The the pins they were wearing. Well, we uh, talked about it before the show started. You have people wearing the lapel pins. Yeah, and you know this is State of the Union for the United States of America. So there should be, if you're going to wear a lapel pin, it should be a flag yep. or maybe the eagle. And yeah. that's just about it. Yeah, I agree. But not not in the eyes of most Democrats. They believe that it's a time to make a statement about something. And some of them did last night. Some of them had the flags. But a popular one for the Democrats was the side-by-side flags of the Ukrainian flag and the American flag. And I'm thinking... They're not well, part I, of this country. And I'm thinking, wait a second, who do you represent, or who is your constituent, your, your, where is your district? Is it in Kiev, or is it in uh, Boston, or wherever? Mm-hmm. And uh, they had no problem. But the one that really got me, they replaced the flags all together with a pro-abortion pin. Yeah, pro-abortion pin. That was their flag last night. And uh, it didn't make a lot of sense. But uh, like Ed Markey, a Democrat from Massachusetts, said, I'm wearing my abortion pin from PPFA to tonight's State of the Union address. Abortion is an essential health care, and we need to codify this right. Ooh-wee. So he took the American flag, replaced it with an abortion pin. By the way, I should point out for... Uh, casual onlookers, political onlookers, that Ed Markey is a Irish, quote, Catholic, you know, which is, if you're Catholic, you're supposed to be pro-life, but he's an Irish Catholic from Massachusetts, so uh, his his uh, idea of making a statement was to promote the killing of babies. Which, yeah, I was going to say, you know, what about the rights of the babies? Well, you know, not pro-life for them, is it? No. And there were other people, by the way, who had the same flag, the same wokeness flag. Uh, I had the list here somewhere, but I'm not going to search for it while we're on the air. Uh, you know, this country has gone to hell in a handbasket. You had the Grammys just the day before. You saw some of the outfits oh there. Oh, my God, yeah. And, and Jill paying homage to, what's his name, Bob Smith, whatever. The Sam name. Smith, yeah. Sam Smith. Yeah. If my name were Sam Smith, I'd change it right now. You know, because there's probably a lot of Sam. Did you see Smiths. the video for Sam Smith? Do you happen yeah, to watch that, it? That is just <laughs> look. I never thought that I would come. There would come a time to where we were disc jockeys for freedom of You and I were disc jockeys. We yeah, played rock you know, and roll. Look, look. I remember. You know, uh, when we uh, I forget the guy's name. You know, uh, the Humpty Hump with the, the he had a <laughs> no, had a pickle as a nose and did the hump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was. Oh, you know, it's just freedom of expression. But yeah, it was it was a naughty song, or brick house. How that about how about Chuck song, Berry? Chuck Berry and uh, what was the my, my dingling? Yeah, I mean those but were naughty songs. They weren't uh, they double and tundra. Yes, in in Chuck Berry's case, it was a little more upfront than uh, <laughs> it was nineteen what seventy two or seventy three when that came yeah. out. I mean, you that cross-wise. All throughout history, um, uh, there, there have been songs that have double and tundra. There's no double and tundra there. It, it is just blatant 
sex and it looks like they're urinating in their mouths and yeah. everything. It's yeah. terrible. And and if you saw the uh, performance at the Grammys, it was a solid uh, red lit salute to Satan. And you can't mm. you can't look at this thing and say no. They didn't really mean Satan. They were saying something. No, no. This was the Grammy salute to Satan. The guy was dressed up in a red uh, latex kind of outfit, Smith, and he was wearing horns. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about cow horns either. I'm talking about Satan horns, right? And, mm-hmm. this, and, he, and at one point during his dance routine, some of the dancers came up and appeared to be performing uh, some type of sexual act on him. While he was on stage, but he wasn't. I mean, it was it was simulated. It was implied. This was what Jill Biden was up there endorsing. You know, look, we're not prudes. Like I said, most the two guys on this program made their livings talking and playing rock and roll music on the radio for a lot of their career. And, um, you know, we're not... Uh, surprised by some of the things rock and roll artists do, but this was over the boundary. This this is like they've well, they jumped the shark. It's like they have literally decided we're not going to even yeah. hide it anymore. We're going to say and do what we feel like doing, and they did during the Grammys. And, and I pointed this out. I don't know whether you noticed that as soon as they finished that dance routine, they went to a commercial break, and it said... Pfizer. Uh, yeah. It said, uh, the Grammys brought to you by Pfizer, you know? And it's like, oh. <laughs> I uh, mean, no, you can't even write that no. in a script. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Uh, man, and who owns Pfizer? Bill Gates? He owns a lot of it, doesn't he? I mean, I, he. Yeah, he, I mean, look, you know, the, the, the wokeness that we are going through right now in America. And what they're trying to do. And you know what? I saw a lot of clown outfits oh. uh, in the floor of the house last night. Oh, Mitt, man. Mitt Romney sitting next to the big yellow uh, Big Bird outfit. Yeah, I saw that. Who was that anyway? I have no idea. She looked like a canary sitting in the, in the, in the audience. I mean, well, you know, well, you know, the canary is there because if she fell over dead, then they know that they have... There's yes. methane gas from Joe. Oh, that was the all over the canary place. in the mine. Um, she was there also. Uh, what's the press? Uh, Representative Presley from Massachusetts. She's the lady right. who has. Uh, I forgot what the the, the term is. Propecia. Alopecia. Alopecia. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, and that by itself is difficult. But she was wearing a white kind of like dress. I say kind of like dress because I think it was intended to be a dress, but she looked like she stepped off the Starship Enterprise. She looked like she maybe she was a Romulan or something. I was like, holy smokes. This was, if you looked at the Democratic side of the hall last night, it was filled with these alien beings <laughs> that were scattered around the audience. Over on the le- on the other side, the left side, I think it's kind of weird. They have the left sitting on the right in the halls of Congress, and they have the right sitting on the left. So go figure. Uh, but it, the the Republicans were dressed in traditional dresses and pantsuits and suits, and the the Democrats were dressed up like they just got off uh, uh, some they kind of. They want you to know that they are. Uh, they're entitled people. Well, they want you to have a high opinion of them. Yeah, at least as high as the opinion they have of themselves. Yes, and they know, do love like, themselves. Uh, do what? They do love themselves. They really do. They... Yeah, they do. Oh, the other thing I did notice too is uh, before the um, before Joe got out there. And, you know, the interviews of the Democrats all talking about all the wins of Joe. Yeah. Oh, you have to brag oh, yes. about everything that he's done. Look, well, look at his record right he's now. He's amazing, the really. Best, the best president in modern times, yada, yada, yada. And, yes. when, and when a news person, a reporter, would go to argue with him, the Democrats will shout you down. Oh, of course. Yes. You know, and they shout you down because they know they're, they're, they're selling a lie. And they have to shout you down. And now, of course, Joe likes to go, look it up, look it up, look it up. You know, know. what, Joe, yeah. I've looked everything up that you said, and it's a damn lie what you're telling. <laughs> it's true. 
That's you true. Lying bastard. Um, <laughs> how do you really feel? <laughs> no, you know, I really feel. I think he's a duplicitous. Uh, but do you, do you know how I I felt last night? I felt I'm I'm watching this guy and he's touting all of these these uh, baseless successes, all of these wonderful accomplishments that he's had, and I'm thinking every one of them is a lie. Every mm-hmm. one of them is 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 a, an untruth. He he talks about fentanyl being a terrible scourge on our country, and somebody in the audience yelled. It's because of you. You did it. You did it. And, and I thought, thank God someone said that because it's the truth. He did it. You know, Billings, Montana is now, the cartel is based in Billings. And they've got a, a small contingent, a small army there. And so fentanyl now is originating, thanks to Joe Biden and his border policy, right here in the good old U.S. of A., in Montana. Someone the said, crime rate in Billings is three times that of New York City. Someone said, and it's so true, the ramifications of his border policy, his inaction on the border, his failure to protect our country from invaders uh, will be felt for decades to come. Even if somebody comes into office in two years and tries to reverse it, it's it, this a certain amount of damage that is irreversible. It's here. I mean, there are people who, because of Biden, have been murdered, been killed because of these illegal immigrants being in this country. That's something that can't be fixed. There are Mm -hmm. people who should be alive today who are dead because Joe Biden allowed these, these criminals into our country. How many young people, students, things like that, are dead because of fentanyl overdose, because this guy allowed that crap into our country. But he's going to cure cancer for us. Oh, I know. He talked about that last night, a full court press on cancer. I'm thinking, hey, how about fixing the border? That would be a nice friggin' start. Oh, I'd love to see cancer cured, but you know what? We have our own homeless people. We have our soldiers, our yep. veterans that have been forgotten. There are so many things where we have dropped the ball here, but no, we got to give money to the Ukraine and wear their flag too. And oh, by the way, those Abrams tanks that we're sending over there, yeah. do you know that actually their army is actually pretty big and well-armed over there in the Ukraine before we got involved? They have a battalion of uh, 174 uh, battle tanks. Sure. Yeah. They've well, had that. But uh, we have to have a place to to put our equipment so that the our military complex can make more money replacing them, you see. So uh, that's why he's sending that stuff over. But uh, all these little third-world countries, are uh, they're actually building up militarily. You know, I think we're getting ready for big war games. And even Biden touted, well, nuclear war is coming, you know, and, yeah, I can see where that is. But you know where Russia's putting their money? Cyber attacks. Were we vulnerable? Cyber attacks. Yeah. Our, our well, power if, grid? If, if Russia is smart, they'll look at China and they'll send some balloons over. Apparently, well, we let them in like they're, uh, they're, you know, candy at a carnival. You know, now, I, I don't know if I mentioned it on the program. I did mention it to you before the, the show that when you look at our military, and we got a nice military, but... Uh, the things that make our bombs go boom, right? 90% of the components come from China. And China's in bed with Russia. Russia. Sure. So, you know, if we get into a war, yeah, we got some pretty fancy things still. Joe is tearing it down, but we still got some fancy stuff. But if we don't have the fuel to fly it, and we don't have uh, the ammo to shoot the guns, yeah. then what the hell good is it? You know, the funny thing about it is the number one producer of helium, which is what powers balloons, is the United States. So the Well, we cut the, that off a while back. We, yeah, we, but we still have the biggest resource. I guess we still can create the most helium. And, and I guess even people who have helium now, most of it was made here. So yeah. uh, we have our priorities all messed up right now. And it's thanks to our politicians 
they were applauding themselves like seals last night. When the speech was over, you probably saw this. They were just they could they were yelling at oh great speech that was the they best speech giddy. ever that was the best speech ever Joe great job Mr President this is the Democrats I'm thinking you fools we heard the speech it was none of what he, you're, you're saying but it was all lies and then, you know let's talk about that balloon thing uh, it turns out now that. There have been dozens of balloons over the past That's several what they years say. Yeah. that have been floated over, and all the generals have said it. And you know, some of them got by undetected by the, our our leaders, you know, and they didn't tell the president. So they, you know, when they go, well, it happened during Trump's time, right? Well, yeah, but you know what? He had a mi- military generals that were there in place when he took office. And they didn't do their damn job, now, did well, they? Well, wait a second. What did Milley, who, by the way, was one of those sycophants, oh, great job, Mr. President, great job last night uh, with Joe Biden, because Milley is not to be trusted. He is, in my opinion, a traitor. This is the guy who said, and it's it's on videotape, so you can see it for yourself, maybe on YouTube or uh, one of those video channels. Uh, he said that... Uh, uh, if I knew that we were going to go to war, I would call my counterpart in, in China and I would tell them that uh, uh, we're going to go to war and we're going to fire nukes at you. I'd give them a heads up. He said that. Now, where I come from, that's a traitor. That's somebody who's uh, aiding and abetting the enemy. Yeah, and Joe needs to be out of there. Millie needs to be out of there. And anybody else that's in there that's not doing their job, and apparently the balloon thing, you know, get, is the tip of the iceberg, and we can't wait two years to fix this. No. we got to fix it now. So Republicans have got to take this, these words to heart. Quit talking about doing things and do something today. What I heard, what depressing thing I heard uh, this morning in one of the talk shows was that somebody said that they had talked to somebody close to McCarthy about uh, impeachment, and that wasn't on the table right now. They said they were going to wait. And he was, he was going to wait until the people make up their mind and the people make the decision. And I think that's the difference between the Democrats and Republicans. The Democrats will use anything and everything to uh, embarrass you and destroy you. They will, they will attack you viciously like a pit bull. And the Republicans, including McCarthy, are a bit more dignified and uh, controlled, but it's not to the benefit of the country. I mean, this guy has got to be removed, folks. We're not going to make it two more years. Look what he's done to us in a year. Yeah, and, you know, what people have to decide, us, the American public, then, you know what, make your voice known. Go to social media. Everybody that is a conservative or even a liberal that's going, this guy's got to be out of here. Impeach Joe. You get get shirts made. Impeach Joe. Yeah. Start getting the word out. And when the media sees that everybody's wearing it, they'll actually get on your page because they're going to have to, and the Democrats are going to have to figure out what the hell they're going to do. Getting back and to I'm what a- I, I asked, you know, I said before, do you think that in the best of circumstances, the elections will be fair in 2024? Absolutely not. So I don't know how the Republicans can even entertain the idea of winning again. I think President Trump would win in a landslide because I think he won in a landslide in 2020. And I don't think they've done a blessed thing to fix it. No, they haven't. Oh, by no. the way, did you see Fetterman uh, when the camera went on him last night? He was there. Skinny face and he, 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 looked like he, he looked like Dumbo with the ears. Really? I didn't see him. He just needed a trunk on the nose. I did not see him. I did not see him. Did he he say anything? They shouldn't have. Did did he say anything or wave? No, 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 no. He was just just that blank stare like. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. The the guy had a stroke and he really has a condition. Right. And shouldn't be in the chair that he sits. Well, you know, I don't thanks, think he won. Th- thanks to the political machine, the Democratic politi- political machine in Philadelphia and uh and Pittsburgh, he won. I don't think he I don't think he really did it on merit. I think he did it because he was uh pulled across by the machine. And I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Uh that's my humble so opinion. I got to say. Yeah. Um Sarah Huckabee Sanders 
she did the response last night, like we had said earlier. Uh, she said right. uh, the GOP is fighting uh, to hold Biden accountable and safe for communities, jobs, and freedom. She said the choice is no longer between the right and the left. The choice is between normal and crazy. And that was the best observation she made the whole night. The, the difference between Democrats and Republicans is that uh, one is normal. The Republicans are, are fighting for a normal life, a normal environment, and the Democrats are fighting for a crazy environment. Everything is everything is absolutely off kilter. <laughs> I'll leave it at mm-hmm. that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna play a few minutes of uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She it's like half of her speech. She spoke for about 15 minutes, and everybody who saw it uh, agreed that she was. She was uh, on a roll. Sarah Huckabee Sanders with the Republican response. A mom to three young children taught me not to believe every story I hear. So forgive me for not believing much of anything I heard tonight from President Biden. From out of control inflation and violent crime to the dangerous border crisis and threat from China. Biden and the Democrats have failed you. They know it and you know it. And it's time for a change. Tonight, let us reaffirm our commitment to a timeless American idea that government exists not to rule the people, but to serve the people. Democrats want to rule us with more government control, but that's not who we are. America is the greatest country the world has ever known because we're the freest country the world has ever known with a people who are strong and resilient. Five months ago, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. It was a hard time for our family, particularly our kids, Scarlett, Huck, and George. But we kept our faith and persevered. Thanks to exceptional doctors here in Arkansas, a successful surgery, and the grace of God, I am cancer-free. Through it all, I couldn't help but think about my mom. She was 20 years old and in her first year of marriage when she was diagnosed with spinal cancer. The doctors told her she might not live. And if she did live, they said she'd never walk again. And if she did walk, she'd definitely never have children. The daughter she was told she'd never have was just sworn in as the new governor of Arkansas and is speaking to you tonight. Adversity and fear of the unknown can paralyze us, but faith propels us to charge boldly ahead. We can't stand still in the face of great challenges. You and I were put on this earth for such a time as this, to charge boldly ahead. I'll be the first to admit President Biden and I don't have a lot in common. I'm for freedom, he's for government control. At 40, I'm the youngest governor in the country. And at 80, he's the oldest president in American history. I'm the first woman to lead my state. And he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. In the radical left's America, Washington taxes you and lights your hard-earned money on fire. But you get crushed with high gas prices, empty grocery shelves, and our children are taught to hate one another on account of their race, but not to love one another or our great country. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. It's time for a new generation of Republican leadership. Upon taking office just a few weeks ago, I signed executive orders to ban CRT, racism, and indoctrination in our schools. Eliminate the use of derogatory term Latinx in our government repealed COVID orders and said never again to authoritarian mandates and shutdowns. Americans want common sense from their leaders, but in Washington, 
the Biden administration is doubling down on crazy. President Biden inherited the fastest economic recovery on record, the most secure border in history, cheap, abundant, homegrown energy, fast rising wages, a rebuilt military, and a world that was stable and at peace. But over the last two years, Democrats destroyed it all. Despite Democrats' trillions in reckless spending and mountains of debt, we now have the worst border crisis in American history. As a mom, my heart breaks for every parent who has lost a son or daughter to addiction. 100,000 Americans a year are now killed from drug overdoses, largely from fentanyl pouring across our southern border. Yet the Biden administration refuses to secure the border and save American lives. And after years of Democrat attacks on law enforcement and calls to defund the police, violent criminals roam free while law-abiding families live in fear. Beyond our border from Afghanistan to Ukraine, from North Korea to Iran, President Biden's weakness puts our nation and the world at risk. And the president's refusal to stand up to China, our most formidable adversary, is dangerous and unacceptable. President Biden is unwilling to defend our border, defend our skies, and defend our people. He is simply unfit to serve as commander-in-chief. And while you reap the consequences of their failures, the Biden administration seems more interested in woke fantasies than the hard reality Americans face every day. Most Americans simply want to live their lives in freedom and peace. But we are under attack in a left-wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight. Every day we are told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, and worship their false idols. All while big government colludes with big tech to strip away the most American thing there is, your freedom of speech. That's not normal. It's crazy and it's wrong. Make no mistake, Republicans will not surrender this fight. We will lead with courage and do what's right, not what's politically correct or convenient. Republicans believe in an America where strong families thrive in safe communities, where jobs are abundant and paychecks are rising, where the freedom our veterans shed their blood to defend is the birthright of every man, woman, and child. These are the principles Republican governors are fighting for, and in Washington, under the leadership of Senate Republicans and Speaker Kevin McCarthy, we will hold the Biden administration accountable. Sarah Huckabee Sanders with the Republican response. That's not the whole thing. The whole thing was about 15 minutes long. You just heard about seven and a half minutes of it, which is basically the essence of what she said. She kind of repeated some of the things in the uh, second half right. of her speech. You know, Bill, th- we talk about the damage that he's done by letting the borders collapse. I didn't mention this yesterday, but I wanted to. There's a rancher down in Arizona. I don't know whether you heard about this. 75-year-old rancher, and he has had illegals coming across his ranch since the Biden administration started. Well, apparently heard about this, yeah. one of them came close to his ranch house, and he defended himself and his wife, and he killed one of the uh, the illegals. He shot one who had, they said they found the illegal's body about 100 yards from his ranch house, but that doesn't mean that he was shot at that distance. He may have been right up against shot the ranch close house. and yeah. he ran that far. That's exactly right. Well, they've charged this guy, the 75-year-old rancher, with first-degree murder. For Obviously, this is some kind of Democrat uh, magistrate. A first-degree murder charge for, for, for protecting his own property. And the guy says, Your Honor, I'm not a, an escape risk, but I really need to be home because my wife needs somebody to care for her. She's alone, and I have livestock that I have to take care of. If I'm care. not there, they don't care. They do not care. This is what's happening because 
these illegals are coming across the border. That's an example. I would bet you there's a lot more where that came from, too. What do you think? Yeah, I would think so. And um, I don't know that there's anywhere you can go that you can't escape uh, bureaucracy, uh, woke politicians, yeah, uh, and things of that nature. You can't just go and live your life anymore and, and, and enjoy your freedom. And if somebody you know, invades your property, you dismiss them you know, in whatever manner you need to. Let's say you are a middle-class family living in Chicago. In 2019, they elected uh, Lori Lightfoot as the mayor. Since mm-hmm. Lori Lightfoot has been mayor of Chicago, 2,278 Chicagoans have been killed. 2,278. We've had some, quote, battles, some wars that have had fewer uh, casualties. 2,278. That's deaths. We're not talking about the people who were severely wounded and maybe crippled for the rest of their lives. They're not included in that figure. And, and well, in the we're meantime, no longer the land of the free. We're brave to live here, though. In the meantime, Bill, she's on the street uh, last Friday with a cowboy mm-hmm. hat on doing a silly-ass dance. She looked goofy as heck. She should be back in her office trying to fix that problem and make the city safer, and she's out there uh, having a good old time. Beetlejuice and chaps. <laughs> you can and say that again. <laughs> yes, you can say that again. Uh, I don't know. I, it, you know, though, if, if the story doesn't go the way that Joe wants it to today and the narrative changes or it goes pro-Republican, uh, uh, you probably heard about the earthquake that happened in uh, Awful. Turkey. Awful. Terrible. Yeah. Seven point, nobody talked about it yesterday. What do they say? 60,000 people they think may be dead now? I mean, some yeah, massive it's, it, figure. The, the number is up there. But, you know, that, that no, that should have been big news, but it, it's not. It'll be news if it benefits the left. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? uh, they may talk about it more today just to take people away from the poor performance at the State of the Union yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted Cruz, you know, now he wants term term limits for Congress. Now he wants it for senators, too, which I agree. It's about time. I yeah. think he said uh, two terms for a senator, and I think he said, was it three terms or two terms for a uh, representative? But and that's good. It made sense, yeah. It's it kind of a what lot they, of sense. It's kind of what they planned on when they initially started this. You know, when they first had Congress— it took a representatives from around the country, it took a month sometimes to get to Washington to represent their district. So they would go down to Washington and they would do what they had to do. And initially, the plan was they would get back on their horse and hightail it back out of town to go back to do your full-time job. It wasn't supposed to be a lifelong uh, vocation to be a representative. But these guys have just milted to the point where it's it's just ridiculous. Somebody said last night on one of the talk shows, I think it was on Tucker's show last night, where someone said, isn't it amazing how a guy can be a lifelong politician like Joe Biden and be a, and end up being a multimillionaire? How many times have you and I said that? Yeah, every show just about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, a lot of things have changed in history with our politics. I mean... Well, uh, originally, if you were a Democrat and a Republican running for president, who was the president? Well, the victor. Who was the vice president? The loser? Yeah. Yeah. At one time, we did that. Yeah. You well, know, so. We have uh, a situation where uh, I don't know where we're going to go as far as the country is concerned. Uh, I, I got to think that uh, we're going to pull ourselves out of this, but I think I think something definitive has to happen or it's just not going to happen. I mean, if we don't ha- take some kind of drastic action to stop the descent, and we are descending as a country, uh, then I don't think we're going to ever get out of it. Mean, it's like watching a car race toward a stone wall. If you don't turn the wheel, you're going to hit the wall. You can't talk about not hitting the wall and have that happen. You have got to take an action to stop it. Yeah, well, you can't play chicken with a wall. No. The wall ain't going to move. 
the wall wins all the time. Every time. Uh, Joe mentioned uh, the, the threat of nuclear war, whether it was, you know, shortly after everything yeah. last night. You know, and and I, I think the people, you know, him and, and whatnot, you know, they're looking for a war. We're arming up all these small countries to the teeth. Yeah. And we're playing these stupid games like uh, China. We just popped up some uh, some of our our subs right between Taiwan and China, which China wants Taiwan. We're playing this little thumb our nose game, you know, like so, you know, yeah. they're, they're doing their balloons. We do our subs. And now a U.S. warship pops up near uh, Russia. Hey, Why? Because we want them to know that we're there and we can be there. Whenever we can be there when you don't think we're there. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh we got other other things but to see, worry about. They shouldn't do that because all China has to do is fly a balloon over our country. Hey, listen, you you can pop up your you know, million trillion dollar submarine, we'll send over a balloon and we'll scan your entire with, country. With the hypersonic missiles hanging from it. And about the time we realize, oh wait, that's got missiles. Yeah. Too late. You know, uh, also, yesterday, uh, one more quick thing. Uh, Biden make ref made reference to Paul Pelosi like he was an American oh, war hero. Right. And Paul Pelosi was in the audience wearing his fedora hat because I guess he must have bandages and stuff like that that he doesn't want to uh, show the audience. And he waved as if he had just come back from Normandy. And, uh, well, here's what, here's what happened. It's the most fundamental thing of all with democracy. Everything's possible. Without it, nothing is. The last few years, our democracy has been threatened and attacked, put at risk, put to the test in this very room on January the 6th. And then just a few months ago, an unhinged big lie assailed and unleashed a political violence at the home of the then Speaker of the House of Representatives. Using the very same language the insurrectionists used as they stalked these halls and chanted on January 6th. Here tonight in this chamber is a man who bears the scars of that brutal attack, but is as tough and as strong and as resilient as they get. My friend Paul Pelosi, Paul Stanley. all speak out. There's no place for political violence in America. Oh my God. We gosh. have to protect the right to vote, not suppress the fat fundamental right. Honor the results of our elections, not subvert the will of the people. We have to uphold the rule of law and restore trust in our institutions. Oh, gag me, gag me, gag me. I got to turn this guy off. He, he's equating what happened to Paul Pelosi to January 6th, and he's trying to tie them together, make it sound like Paul Pelosi was a victim of that kind of violence. By the way, there was no violence. The only violence on January 6th was when one of the Capitol uh, police officers shot and killed an innocent uh, uh, protester, Ashley Babbitt, uh, who had nothing to do with anything, really. She was standing in the wrong spot. She was unarmed, and they talk about her like she was a, yeah. uh, they, uh, some kind of a, a, a vile person. She was a hero. She was a good lady, 14 and years the in the Air Force. Yeah, and, and bipartisanship, uh, Republicans weren't allowed to be, uh, unless it was a woke Republican on that committee, weren't allowed to defend. Turns out that uh, they omitted a lot of testimony, which shows that it could have been prevented by Nancy and Schumer, but they didn't. They orchestrated the event. You know, with that being said, that was a sham. And they've never let the challenge go through an unsubstantiated claim that the election was rigged. Well, guess what? It was rigged. <laughs> and the fact that if if you if you rig an election, somebody goes, we want to see the documentation. Take my word for it. Look it up. No, no, you don't have to look at it. Just take my word for it. Yeah. It was yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> hey, we've done it again. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can call us at 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And there's also mail at itsanotherday.com or mail at crnamerica.com. So no matter how you know it, if you want to get in touch with us, 
You can. How is that CRN America thing doing? Huh? That's a pretty neat uh, thing. Yeah, it's a pretty neat thing, and it's it's uh, chugging along. And uh, you know what what's growing right now, ironically, is the podcast uh, yeah. for whatever reason. And I think it's the 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 cycle of the news. Yeah, that uh, a lot of people are are discovering. Uh, uh, the show we've had a lot of people discover it. We're not a static show to where the podcast sits there and lingers for a long time. It it lingers for twelve yeah. eighteen hours, and the new one comes along. You can uh, you can respond to a program. Like I said, we just gave you the phone number and the email address. We've had people listen to our program all over the world. I'm talking about mm-hmm. Australia, New Zealand, uh, Japan. Uh, South America, Chile, Peru. We've had uh, Germany, France, England, Russia. The White House. We've had people in the White House. Yes. Mar-a-Lago. Yes. We've had pe- <laughs> people in the darndest places listening to this program, and we, we thank them for their good taste. Um, we'll do it again tomorrow. We'll be back again tomorrow to do it. If you uh, Same place. If you don't believe us, uh, look right back here tomorrow. You'll see another one. Until then, my friend, you have a good day. Stay out of trouble. Hey, you do the same. Stay out of trouble. Come on. (laughs) What kind of guy do you think I am? I know what kind of guy you are. Yeah, me too, unfortunately. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event? You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere? Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know, seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?